everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. I'm your host, Reina, and today I am joined by Jimmy Kurzawa, the Chief Marketing Officer at Clark Street Collective. He is also a photographer, videographer, editor, Instagram connoisseur. We got it all today. Jimmy, thanks for being on the show. Yo, what's good? Thank you for having me and that awesome intro. You, I've noticed out of every podcast, you always hit people with killer intros. Thank you. you. I, yeah, that's my marketing background coming into play, you know, got to hook them I can. Got that copywriting on lock. Right, right. Go endorse that skill on my LinkedIn. All right. Yeah, I I got you. (laughs) Jumping right on into it. I have never had a videographer or a photographer or anybody of your kind of career path on the show so far. So I'm really excited to have you on today. Hell yeah. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to drop all the bombs for you in this industry. (laughs) Yes, amazing. That's exactly what I was hoping for. I kind of like to give some context to the audience about how Mm -hmm. I can, I guess, if I know them. Um, I am notorious for just sliding into people's DMs, so it's kind of a guessing game of if I know my guests or not. (laughs) But anyways, Jimmy and I met one time for about five minutes. Literally. (laughs) I probably didn't make the best first impression. I was still kind of coping with the new direction that my life was taking. I remember um, completely oversharing and telling you, I literally didn't even know your name yet. And I was telling you about a fight that I had with my mom because (laughs) I burnt something in a pan making breakfast. And yeah, so I'm thankful that you didn't just block me right after that. No Um, way. It was was instant vibes. I think, I mean, I remember (laughs) hopping on a golf cart and going to like the parking lot to leave this drive-in festival yeah. and it was, the, it was just like the most random experience <laughs> but really, really like I wish the second day didn't get canceled so bad because that me that too. gave me so much energy after being through so much like chilling at home with COVID like wow I was not expecting that yeah that was like <laughs> I felt like that was the first win that I had taken in like months getting to work on that festival did you show up the next day because they didn't, nobody even called me to tell me that the second day was getting no way they, they left you hanging like that bro, I literally I, showed up to the venue like went to go do the artist check-in and shit and I called someone because it was just a security guard like nobody had told anybody that this <laughs> was canceled so I'm literally sitting there minding my business I'm trying to call everyone on the contact sheet like I have no idea what's going on oh my god so back and they were like oh yeah uh we got rolled like we can't today sorry that is awful i got a call like as i was on my way but maybe i only was like 10 minutes out so it wasn't terrible for me mm-hmm. um luckily like yeah the guy matt sheldon who i i worked with like maybe six years ago at jimmy john's he started oh, the no company way. and then that's how we uh we ended up working together on this and a previous drive-in movie as well but that's dope small world you know very small world <laughs> they all lead to that's these cool. little moments that's dope that you already knew him i literally just bombarded everyone on instagram i think including him as you should and that's how i showed up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's how we met that is the story of how we met and it was one and done it was quick one and done short and sweet um and ever since then i have been stealing jimmy's instagram story <laughs> exposed hey to be fair i steal them from other people so i'm not the first one to do it okay i just think i'm good at curating the filters i I like to find like the good feels you know i know exactly that was probably one of the greatest add-ons to instagram honestly 
was the filter on store. Genius. I honestly like it so much too because um, we don't really know any of the same people, which is great. So then mm-hmm. when I steal your filters, everyone's like, that is enough of that. Let's dive right into it because we are here for your knowledge. So how long have you been a videographer? I've been doing videography since a kid, technically. Like my dad would have old cameras and I would always pick them up and I was so interested in it. And they had the old like DV tapes and we would do these little tricks where you set up the camera and you record and then if you stop it and then you just move away from the frame and record again it makes it look like you disappeared oh. <laughs> so like i was doing little things like that before even digital cameras were a thing yet and then i started getting into those and then uh uploaded like a skateboarding video on youtube in like 2007 so that was like my first step into the youtube world and then i didn't actually think about doing it as a career until um, I went to college and I was, I think I was just studying advertising, <laughs> something creative. And I was like, this is, I don't like school. I don't like college. I don't want to do this. So if I have to do it, shit, I'm going to do video. Yeah. So I, I ended up switching to film production and modern and marketing and then kind of just took it from there. It's been with me since like, at least professionally, I would say since 2015, Oh, so, okay, so you've been in the game for a while. Good enough, you know? Yeah, like, uh, my first step into the freelance real world was 2016 after I graduated. Like, that was my first my first real taste of getting paid to do video. What was your first freelance job? Do you remember what it was? I remember the first gig I got, like, right out of college, and it was actually with Loyola. Uh, they do these, like, introduction uh, where you meet all the orientation leaders for freshmen that come come in and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's just like this really cheesy video and they're like, hey, I'm this and this is a funny fact about me. And the video they did the previous year was awful. And I knew a girl that worked in like in that department. So I was like, yo, I like let me do this video. I'll do it cheaper than the last person. I underbid the guy that normally did it who worked at Loyola, got the gig for like 600 bucks. And I just ran around with my camera. I was like skating and filming people and like recording voiceover. And I was just like, wow, I I just did that. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to get into it. You just, you just got to hop right in. <laughs> I can just imagine you rolling up. You're like, the last video wasn't too hot. I was like, look at this. I Whoever's making this video is not in touch. This is old. <laughs> and that's exactly what it. I mean, they didn't hire me again for the next year, but. Oh, I moved on. Okay. I moved up. I moved up. <laughs> I cut that part out. Sorry. Well, that's dope that you got your first gig just right out of college. And then ever since then, it was just history, huh? Can you tell us a little bit too about what is a collective? What would mm-hmm. you say a collective is? Collective. Yeah. I feel like collective has been a word that has recently been brought to more people's attention and mm-hmm. in like the art community and the art world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, a collective is a group of people who are willing to work together, learn with each other, grow with each other, and to build something bigger than themselves. It's not for you. It's not whatever you do within that. It's for the bigger mission. That's what a collective does. It It's a group of people who can all find that same vision and work towards it. That's really cool, too, because it's a little bit different from just being a normal corporate company because it is more so vision based. Absolutely. Like the end goal, at least with what we're doing with Clark Street, isn't just to have a cool production company that makes videos, but to give people opportunities to give uh, freelancers and other artists a platform to share their voice, to create and to learn 
and grow as well within whatever that career might be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important too, just because I feel like now we're getting a little bit better about understanding the importance of art and expression. Mm -hmm. But for a while, like remember they were taking art and stuff out of schools and it was, it was a whole big thing, but I feel like having, I've seen a lot more collectives starting to emerge from like art to music, to photography, videography, everything kind of like that. So I think that that's a really cool space and that's cool that you can work in that space. That's a big jump from like freelancing on YouTube and making some skateboard videos that you're posting <laughs> to CMO at a collective. How, what was, how did you get there? Well, I've always, I've always wanted to do my own thing. I never, like even in film school, they say, go to Hollywood and start as a PA and work your way up. And I was just like, yeah. Nah. That, that ain't it for me. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, and I tried starting a production company called Flannel Friday Productions. Flannel Friday, that's yeah. cool. I used to have like a YouTube thing and we used to make merch and it was a whole thing. Um, that one, I was with my high school buddies and both of them are super talented artists, but uh, I don't think they have the same drive to pursue their own thing. So um, that didn't work out for me. And then I jumped into the Instagram world, actually. So after that internship, I was getting sick of video. I was doing just too much video. And I was like, I need some a new creative outlet. Yeah. So I got I just got a Sony a7 II. And then I was like, all right, I want to learn these settings. And then I started taking portraits. And wow, it just took me off my feet. <laughs> it took me away from everything. That's awesome. And because of that, I ended up going to all these cool events and photography meetups. And that's where I met Clark Street the people I'm with today. Um, it was through just mut- mutual friends, having fun, creating over a summer. Yeah. And, and because of that, I was able to form really good relationships with these people. And we, at after about, I want to say like five or six months of hosting random events, we decided, okay, let's make this a business. Let's do it. And, you know, chief marketing officer is a big title for such a small company since we are only two years in. But that's that's where you want to go. You have to think in that mindset and put yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable and you have to learn and, and grow in that. Because I definitely don't know what all of a chief marketing officer does, you know, like. <laughs> that was a lot. So let's unpack that a little bit. I think that's really dope that you were able to find Clark Street like that because everyone has social media, right? And so I think that a lot of times people do like to make content and create content and brand themselves. But I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head because it is really about drive. And that's really unique that you were able to find people with that drive to take it from a hobby to a career. So kudos, because that is challenging for sure. Kudos snaps to that one. (laughs) Well said. The video editing, I can only imagine doing that for years because editing is so tedious. I forgot what it's like. (laughs) Editing is... Yeah, ridiculously tedious. Yeah, I had a very short-lived YouTube career back in my day. Those videos are long gone, so don't even try to look for them. Um, Damn. Yeah. But <laughs> I used to make, like, I feel like everyone did. When Justin Bieber first got discovered by Usher on YouTube, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. my turn. Like, okay, but. And I remember making these stupid little cover videos in my, <laughs> oh, my God, so embarrassing. And I remember even editing those, like, three-minute videos would take me so long. And I don't even know what I was editing because they still turned out trash. So I can't imagine. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. That must have been so Editing is a process. You know, like it, it comes in pieces. 
and there's layers to it. And then once you get through the layers, you finally have something where you're like, okay, dope. This feels good. I honestly don't even know how you have the capacity to edit videos. I kind of am obsessed with it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Are you? I mean, that's good. <laughs> I feel like you have to be because that takes a lot. I can't imagine having a video attached to the audio for the podcast because it already takes me so long to edit the episodes to make it <laughs> what I have with. So I cannot imagine. Something you can struggle with editing is learning when to stop. There's like a short window for us creatives with ideas and actually creating if we don't pursue it within a sh- this short time frame we will get lazy forget and throw it on the back burner because <laughs> our, our attention spans are so damn short we need something that's new that's so true that's so true it's like a flying squirrel it's just so, everything is such a distraction everything but low-key i've switched from an iphone what was it like xr or whatever to the iphone mini and I'll tell you why. The iPhone 5 was the greatest phone ever. The size is perfect. And the iPhone mini resembles that exactly. But to go on with that, I'm trying to be on my phone less. Everybody is. We're addicted to this shit. Right. Having a smaller screen, I'm on my phone less. I don't, I'm not sucked in so much. It literally just screams at your eyes. And it's like, look at me. Don't look away. No, it's straight up a TV on your hand. It's yes. absurd. I have it's a laptop. Wild. I don't need a laptop in my hand, too, in my pocket, you know? like. Yeah. That, honestly, though, that's that's a lot of separation. separation. I'm proud of you. And I'm glad that you're able to do that for yourself. I just don't think I'm there yet. But I love the tip. I yeah, love I hope it. some people out there will make the move. You got this. Moving on. Before your <laughs> iPhone mini gives me an anxiety attack. <laughs> Oh my god, you know what? I was a CMO for a short period of time too. Ooh, tell me more. This was my senior year of college, so last mm-hmm. year. I double majored. I just had a lot going on, and I decided Yeesh. that it would still be a really good idea for me to be the CMO of this little tech startup um, that me and my best friend decided that we were going to try. And um, I have never really known much about tech, and I think that the problem was that our venture was just so far from what I had known about. It was basically this um, navigation app that utilized augmented reality. So it's really cool. And a lot Ooh. of people are doing it now, especially with the pandemic. But like, best believe that for the first three months, I still had no idea what augmented reality was. So that was, I think, my demise. I think um, when I try that again, I will not do something like that. It was a great idea. And the opportunities are endless. So much growth in that market. But like, that's just really out of my wheelhouse. I mean, learning what you don't like and can't do is just as important as what you do like and do want to do. This is true. You have to weed that out. (laughs) And I did. That I did. But you know what? CMO will stay on my resume forever. Yeah, keep it forever. (laughs) You're your own CMO. You're a CMO of this podcast. That's true. CMO of your life. That's true. That Mm -hmm. was very inspirational. (laughs) Changing my bio as soon as we hang up. Motivational speaker. Motivational Maybe speaker is me in the future. Them. Yes. And right now, but like, it's it's on the low but key this side. It's only about to be thirty minutes, so you got thirty <laughs> minutes motivational speaking. <laughs> okay, what are your favorite projects to work on? Uh, documentary work, like the Artist Spotlight series, those sorts of pieces where there's some nice voiceover driven talking head, but then some really dope visuals on top. And adding multiple mediums within that. So that's something we practice a lot here at Clark Street is not just shooting with a Sony or Blackmagic, but also adding VHS in there, taking photos, GIFs, like using as much possible content 
in different mediums within the same video. It's a lot of fun. And when you're watching it, it really takes you different places and it hits you with that black magic 6k footage that slaps. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that makes it super engaging too, especially if you're always constantly wondering what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And that's something how we create our videos and our edits. Like by the, by the end of it, you're like, Oh, what just happened? So much just went past my face. I need to watch it again. I <laughs> like, I need to, I need to see it at least one or two more times. And that's like the goal. Every time we produce something, we want you to be that captivated where you need to see it at least once or twice more. <laughs> I think too, though, that plays to your branding and kind of what you're talking about before. I mean, branding is so important because it's, it's essentially storytelling, right? Like when you're branding something, you are bringing something to life. And so the fact that you are able to do that with all the videos that you're producing, I think is really sick. And that's, that's something, a slogan, kind of a tagline we've been using lately. Uh, and we made some marketing videos with is bring your vision to life. Bring your vision to life. That's, that's what we do. If you ever do need to rebrand, I feel like from what you're describing, it's kind of giving me, um, like Rob Deerdeck, what's the, didn't he have like Fantasy that? Factory? Yes, Fantasy Factory, but for videography. We, we are working out, we just got a new studios and we're actually like building today. So we're going to be painting some stuff and getting things up to par. But we, this is our next step with Clark Street to bringing back community into our space. And we can't wait to actually open it up to the community again, have small little galleries, you know, um, some other pop-up shops, stuff like that. Portrait playgrounds, shh. Ooh, portrait playground. We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back. Well, if you ever do decide to go with my rebranding strategy, I will be your Chanel West Coast. Say no more. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So how do you find new people to work with? Because collectives are a little bit smaller and you guys are still establishing yourselves as the best, of course. Um, of course. But do you... <laughs> humble of course always um but do you like look on instagram for new people to work with do you look on linkedin like how do you find not only like people to join the team but also new clients to work with or projects that you want to work on i mean to be honest pretty much all of our work is from word of mouth we've hmm. built we built a pretty solid uh base here in chicago over the past few years and Somehow we just always have people knocking on our door. Um, That's a good problem to have. <laughs> I mean, obviously it comes in waves, but um, word of mouth over everything, really. It's the experience we give with when people work with us and hang out with us. We give you our best energy possible, and we want to just make sure the experience overall is beneficial for everybody. So um, when you give that kind of energy out to people and they reciprocate it, you just build better relationships. And we've been able to actually work with you know, sometimes you meet someone a couple of years ago through Instagram DM, and now two years later, they started a business and they need a video. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of DMs, though. I think that's a really good way to... I love IG so much. I, I hate that it. I love it so much. It's my. It's just like instinct. And I'd, I'd <laughs> rather instinct. DM you through Instagram versus text any day. It's just okay, more fun. Okay, well, here's... <laughs> I 
Agree. I agree because I love to protect my pride and my ego. I've worked very hard to build them into what they are today. (laughs) But honestly, I don't think I'll ever get over texting someone and getting the who is this response. Like that hurts every time. So I know that if I'm DMing someone on Instagram, it has my name, it has my pictures. Like you can't say that you don't know me. Exactly. I never thought of that. That's true. It's a safety blanket that always knocks me down like five to ten pegs each text so I try to veer away from that oh my god also I have to say Jimmy changed my life yesterday <laughs> I was living in I was completely unaware of the themes that you can add to DMs and it really changed my life and opened my eyes. And if you don't know about themes in your DM, go to your DM with anybody, hit that little eye in the top right corner and there's a thing called theme and you can change it. And now when you message people, the background is like different colors or like I have, I think ours is like tie. I love tie dye. It's like lightning. It looks so cool. But now we're more addicted to the app. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not helping you. I'm not helping with your personal growth today, but that's okay. Yeah, fun little life hack. Okay. I do well, like my details. You're feeding my um, social media addiction right now. So <laughs> we're going to change the subject before I spiral. I'm a whore for social media. As much as I hate it, I love it. Same. It's It's the biggest and greatest, but also terrible thing ever. We're going to jump into this one. I usually save this for the end, but I think that this is a good time for it. Let's do it. I love asking this question. Working in entertainment and having creative careers, you're around way more eclectic people. You're thrown into some situations that are a little bit less common for people that are maybe just normal corporate employees. So with that being said, do you have any good embarrassing stories from on the job that you want to share with us today? Hmm. I saw this and I struggled so hard with trying to think of an embarrassing story. Um, but I can give you like one little thing. It's not too embarrassing, but back to that Loyola first gig I got, um, mm-hmm. I'm on my skateboard and I'm trying, I'm filming some people and getting oh, some no. B-roll. And at Loyola, there's this giant glass building it's a library and all the students hang out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm skating along and guess what? I hit a crack. No, I fly no. off my board and like turn my shoulder. I break like my lens cap and like, Oh no. I'm, I got like, like really scraped up and like all these people are just looking at me. I'm like, Oh my God, don't look, <laughs> just go away. Just go away. Oh, that's tough. You got to just tuck and roll that one off. It was, yeah, it was a tuck and roll and just like, just get out of there i was so embarrassed were you done or were you still working no i still had to like skate around and get more (laughs) clips i was like oh my god why did that happen nobody will usually say anything about it but like everyone knows you know what went down and like at that time i was much more insecure so that hit really hard (laughs) now if i did that i would just laugh it off and be like yeah whatever but (laughs) yeah but that's a tough way to start i mean a, a quick funny story in in that industry um I was at Summer Smash for Lyrical Lemonade, I think a couple of years ago. And all of a sudden, Famous Dex just runs past the frame. Yo. Just like runs right into it and then like goes up to the cops and is like fucking with the cops. And then like, and this is just all happening in the background of this interview. I'm just like, what just happened? He is the wildest character ever. Oh my God. That's what I mean. Like that doesn't really happen at KPMG or... Like- <laughs> 
Summer Smash was literally the like the coolest festival I've ever worked. I miss festivals. Yeah, the festivals are crazy because we we work like really intense hours, but it's so much fun and worth it because those memories. Like I I was kind of getting over the festival thing until recently that I realized like wow that was really fun. <laughs> I can't believe that that's not a thing right now. Right. Yeah, it's really, I feel like the, I've never fully understood the absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of idea. Cause I am really big on instant gratification, which is bad, but I acknowledge that <laughs> and I'm working on it. But I feel like um, festivals, I think, are something that we all took for granted. And just live music in general, like that one day at that festival, I was so happy. And I don't really even like dubstep. Oh, like, not like my jam it's not i don't I think it's it cool it's not part. like i want to go to a dubstep festival but then when we were there i was like oh <laughs> i literally felt like the gates of heaven had yeah. opened i have never been so happy in 2020 like that was a pinnacle and a peak and it was beautiful and amazing i do have a question for you though if you couldn't be a videographer right now what else would you want to do acting acting really oh yeah you'll, you'll see me acting in my 30s i just got to get this this business figured out first okay okay no I doubt that. i mean design too i've been wanting to design like uh we're, we're actually going to be collabing with a clothing brand um next month so that'll be like my my first step into the design world a little bit but Wait, that's exciting. oh yeah always making moves yeah super early stages that's that's all i can give you right now top secret <laughs> Here first, though. <laughs> Facts. Everyone, check Jimmy's Instagram for the pre-sale links. <laughs> Can't forget this. Um, I need to know a little bit more about your um, future acting career. I haven't thought that far into it. It's more of a another creative like outlet. Um, I think I've, I took one acting class in college, and I'm, I'm the type of person that can put myself into a character, but I also I. I want to like be on the other side of things. I'm always behind the scenes. I'm always either shooting, directing or editing or, you know, working on the treatment shot list, whatever it might be. So, and like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's a good move and I'd probably want to play some romantic comedy role. Like I want to find, I want to just find my character and like hone in and just be that guy all the time. You know, I feel like that's fair. I am also kind of like that. I I think it's crazy though because sometimes I forget that other people um don't also want to do that like you do, which is dope because I do too. But I think it's it's, it's scary, wild that but... some people have no desire to create or be creative or like. Oh, it's like I don't get it. Think about it. There's so many people. There's a like, lot of people on this planet that are not creative. <laughs> it's wild it's wild to me but less competition so what the true but yeah i mean 30s right now the focus is clark street and building this up to be a platform where we can finally actually like help other artists and support our community so let's talk a little bit about the artist spotlight thing that you guys do at clark street because i think that that's really really cool and when i was looking at your website which is really sick by the way whoever designed it nice work Thank you. yeah but that's really cool i think that it's really important to on any kind of journey bring people up with you let's talk about it what is it can you explain it a little bit and talk about like how you found those artists and kind of just dive into that a little bit yeah so artist spotlight is a documentary series that showcases the life of 10 different artists in Chicago. 
And that's ranging from like photographers to designers to uh, musicians. Um, we have a, like a film director. We also have someone that makes cannabis infused like food. That's his career. So like it's, it's all over the board. It's really dope people that we've met throughout the past few years that we felt could use a little bit more light shown on them. And yeah. we knew that interviewing them would be awesome and that they had a great story to tell and a lot of inspiration to pour out. So at the end of the day, it's to inspire other artists to pursue and go after what they want. You know, it's, yeah. it's really cool to see someone in their element and, you know, it makes them feel good too, because we all are humble. We, we work hard on that, especially as artists, you have to. So when you can let go of that and kind of embrace yourself for a second, I think it's really powerful. When I saw that, I definitely wanted to make sure that we talked about it because I think that that's something that is really cool. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to start the podcast. Really? Yeah, because it's hard to be in a creative space because it's mm -hmm. it's very unique and it's not really typical. And for me, I went to business school, so they taught me how to get an internship at Morgan Stanley and Bank of America, which is sick and great. And you can make a lot of money. And that's that is what some people want to do. But for me, I was like, uh... <laughs> okay, well, like, this isn't really vibing with me. I'm not really sure how to go about this. And it was just kind of a struggle to figure out where to start. And I kind of wish that I had, like, a cheat sheet or a how-to book. And so that's why I wanted to start the podcast a little so that I could have on all of these different people who work across all of these different facets of music and entertainment and videos and pictures and kind of be a guide a little bit. Because yeah, and these conversations are so important, you know, like, when you get to talk to another creative and kind of share some ideas and come to a similar standpoint, you realize you're not alone. And mm -hmm. that's so important because we don't talk about it enough. We have to fill our cups all the way up so that it pours out. So that way we can literally just show love to everybody. It's, it's a tough thing, but we'll all get there. <laughs> a good way to just wrap up is any final thoughts, anything that we didn't cover or any tips that you have for anyone who is looking to get started with videography and photography and editing and everything in your wheelhouse. Just do it. Be like Nike, you know, like there's no better time than now. We, we are in like the greatest time ever to be alive. It's life is very easy. Everything is access accessible. You have a computer in your hand. You can literally do anything you want for videographers and creatives and photographers. Um, Find people like you, get your collective, create work for you and don't get caught up in the trap of just trying to make money. Stay true to that and, you know, spend time and money making a project that maybe you're not going to make money off of, but you just care about. And that's, that's going to help you push into being the best artist and version of yourself because you're letting go of, okay, I need to get paid for this. It's like, no, commit, go all in and do it for you. You got this. That was beautiful. What a fantastic way to end <laughs> on a motivational note. Always. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jimmy. I think that a lot of things that you said will help a lot of people. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was super fun chatting with you and we'll definitely have to do this again. Before we go super quick, for everyone that doesn't follow Jimmy or Clark Street Collective, um, do you want to go ahead and plug your social medias? All right. Follow me at Jimmy K-U-R-Z and then... Follow Clark Street Collective at Clark ST Collective. Um, that's it. Like that's that's the go-to. Check out some music videos we've done. Check out Artist Spotlight. 
we are going to be starting season two up next year. So if anybody yes. out there is super talented, you know, reach out. If you made it this far, please subscribe to the show. Leave me a little review, a little comment, subscribe. a little rating. If you like comment, subscribe. Yo, subscribe right now. You heard him. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I will be back next week with another episode of Clock In Vibe Out.